Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by my producer, Greg Nevis. I regret nothing, ever. And two of our rotating Mickey Dude commentators, Tim Schweska. I survived Dave's $15 a day in WDW. Oh, there'll be plenty more of those come from, my friend. And Jeff Williams. Flash photography? I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. Exactly. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about money-saving strategies for and at Walt Disney World. But before that, I want to get into a small little debate. As of this recording, the hard ticket events have started. Not as much the parties, which we all know are 100% worth it if you don't go that often. But I'm talking these extra hour Magic Kingdom events. We have one after hours at night, three extra hours for $150, and we have one in the morning that involves a breakfast and an hour and 15 minutes on three Fantasyland rides. My question is, is this actually worth the money? Slapshot to Jeff. Well, yeah, Dave. Um, this is definitely one of those things that's it's going to be a personal judgment for each uh, situation. Um, there are times when we would have definitely valued uh, having more uh alone time at let's just say in Fantasyland or even the entire theme park uh, I have had those moments and I would I would pay a, quite a bit of money probably to get those back you know it's those rare moments when you feel all isolated and you're you know maybe you're cycling through Space Mountain all alone which is rare these days but um, it's definitely a personal decision um, the morning one it's uh, sounds like a lot of people are voicing in saying and I kind of I tend to agree it, it, it's tends to be more time valued uh, for a family um, I know for years one of my inside uh, tips I give to a lot of people is get grab your characters and uh, granted this isn't a character breakfast but just to get in the uh, the gates early that's that's huge value in itself because you have little kids and you're trying to get in and and try to beat the, the chaotic crowd it's rope dropping well this would get you in you'd get a nice full buffet breakfast but you don't have to do it until after you do your your ride so you can kind of I, I estimate you could probably get two rides in uh the three rides uh one of them definitely is the seven doors mine train and and then once you get maybe two of each of these rides i think the other one's peter pan and one of them's poo and then just go take your time you know as the crowds are all funneling through the park and you just take your time uh you know chowing down on a nice buffet uh breakfast um, the after hours one is definitely a personal choice. Once again, it's one hundred fifty dollars. It's three hours. Um, we'll we'll it, the let's just say the uh, uh, we'll see how that turns out. We don't know what rides are going to be or attractions are going to be available or what rare characters, if any. Um, so the the you know we'll just have to find out how that works out. But it, it's definitely a personal decision, Dave. All right, perfect. And from my understanding, you will be attending the Disney After Hours? Yeah, well, we are definitely going to be on the first one. It's it's lined up perfectly for our schedule. Uh, it's a, the way I justify it is we're going to have a really tight 
uh, three-day weekend and to run Disney weekend. So we can't really do a lot of theme park time. We're going to try to conserve energy. I'm doing the Dark Side Challenge. So it's kind of the, the timing couldn't be even better for us because so we can kind of squeeze out all we can out of Magic Kingdom and, and probably not even go back to Magic Kingdom the rest of the weekend. So uh, hopefully I can be able to re- you know report back to you guys and how it turns out. Okay, perfect. And just for our listeners' point of reference, we usually record our shows about uh, three to four weeks in advance. We're always having a couple shows um, in the line just because we started a little earlier and we took a little time to actually start to uh, release our shows. So by this point, a group of us are going to be at Walt Disney World coming weekend but it's probably this show is probably not going to air until probably three or four weeks after this but there will be if it hasn't already come out a group trip report for all of us who are in Walt Disney World at that time so what I meant Dave is I had a blast at the after hours event and it was well worth my money (laughs) 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 and you get the Academy Award my friend We've entered another dimension. <laughs> oh, you, you should have seen that rare character. It, nobody even saw that coming. And the fireworks was amazing. You got your picture taken with that said character, right? That one character was just phenomenal. <laughs> Dave, Dave only wishes he was there. He, he missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. But that surprise was just amazing. When you told me, I was just wanting to pound my fist into the wall, and I almost broke my knuckles. And then stay at breakfast at Whispering Canyon. (laughs) And then I threw up after eating 15 Mickey bars, so, you know, it all balanced out. Yes, well, you know, live and learn. (laughs) All right, and on that note, we are going to move on to our actual topic, which was very much in line with my slap shot. So, gentlemen, today want to give our listeners some ideas on how to save money for Disney World and how to save money while in Disney World. So I'm going to turn it over first to our producer extraordinaire, Greg, who had some amazing ideas in a chat we were having earlier today. Thank you for those kind words, Dave. Do all of you guys have a Chase Disney Visa card? I assume you do, correct? I do. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, that is certainly one thing that I would encourage everybody to apply for because if you're in a situation where you need to save some money or do some financing for your vacation, I think right now they're running a promotion that you can finance the balance of your trip for up to 16 months with 0% interest. So that's one way that you can kind of cut cost in the planning phase of your vacation. A couple of other things that I wanted to point out too was the Disney vacation account. Have you guys heard of that? I have. Yeah. That's another nice benefit that Disney has there that you can actually budget your money and then put money aside. And I think it's for every $1,000 you add to your account, they will give you a $20 Disney gift card. Now it's not much, but if you are Budgeting a vacation of even a minimum of $3,000, that's $60 of a gift card that you can use in the parks or a Disney store or wherever they accept Disney gift cards. So I think that's probably better than what you'd get on 
your return in a savings account. So that's certainly something to look forward to. Now, there are specific conditions that you must meet in order to get that gift card. Take a genie. There are a few uh, provisos, a, a couple of quid pro quo. If you're interested in, you can just go to Disney Vacation Account disney.go.com for more details but those are a couple of things that we had looked into in the years prior to planning a trip so that might be something you would get some good information from now i do believe it's something like you have to have your money in for six months before you get the uh, gift cards that was one of them at one point because i heard a couple people that had some problems with that originally yeah, I think the exact date is a minimum of 120 days at the time. Like I said, there are some conditions you must meet, but if you're going to put money away, you might as well get something out of it. And the one thing now that you uh, reminded me of that I've always wanted to research that I, it's always slips my mind is with the Chase Visa. Is it only when you book packages or that whole 0% financing thing, does that go on room only? Because as an annual pass holder, I book room only. I'm not booking packages. And I'm always wondering, considering how Disney is package friendly because they want to try to sell everything up at an upcharge, I'm always wondering if when I save that money for my room that I get that really great deal on months out in advance and I'm putting my deposit, am I actually being charged a finance fee on that because I do have a bit, a bit of a balance on my Disney Visa card because I also finance my run Disney trips. So the way I do it is each race, I pay for the race right before I finish the race. So now that Star Wars is going to be paid up with this paycheck, and next month, Marathon Weekend will start to go on. And so it's always one vicious cycle with me with races that are always being financed and carrying a balance back and forth from run Disney. That card basically owns me. Yeah, and according to the fine print, if you look at the site, it does say packages, uh, DCL, Adventures by, packages, and Alani. So it does cover, it looks like it covers most of, of the options there. So that's kind of nice. So probably just not room only. So if you are a annual pass holder, they put in the squeeze on you in that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it is, isn't it interesting that um, the, the people that are in the cruise, uh, you know, definitely the Disney cruise uh, folks, um, it's part of their culture to book stuff out, you know, years in advance, you know, at least 18 months in advance. And then, and then you make payments to it and, and, and pay it down. And it, that culture doesn't cross over necessarily to Disney World trips, where, which can be almost just as expensive. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe more people should embrace something like this. And as you mentioned that, today happens to be the day that we're recording that the 2017 itineraries were announced. Mm, let's go. Seriously, we should. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have? So one of the things that, I, that, that I've focused on for years uh, is not only cost management, but time management. Definitely, uh, we all appreciate you know, the value of time, uh, saving time and, and trying to maximize, optimize our, our uh, trips. So what I, I guess it's it's a it's a pretty obvious thing, but I think being as anal as you can, planning uh, your days and and maybe looking into a good touring plan, I think would be great value to to you leading up to a trip. Um, so I guess a lot of uh, our favorite sites, uh, touringplans.com, they use the Lines app. If you can get used to knowing how to use the app. Check out uh, Turing Plans, maybe even pay for their uh, subscription service. 
uh, even EasyWDW.com. Um, I love um, I love his stuff. Um, but in general, the, the value of it, of your time is just as important as the cost value. So when you actually get there and you can really maximize your 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 day and and try to see as many attractions as as you can. Uh, we've taken a lot of groups of uh, first timers, and they've all just been so thankful that we were able to to try to get squeeze as much as we can in um, in, in in the tight time constraints, especially with crowds. So that, that's just one of those kind of a no brainer thing. But it, it's just it it's, becomes really important in planning. Now I couldn't agree more as far as that. Uh, I've been a touring plans holder for a very long time. Before that, when I first started, I was a uh, avid yearly subscriber to tourguidemike.com before his site went under. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Kenny the Pirate has started to take over the way that he used to run his website. And another great app that uh, you might want to uh, join as far as website is Kenny the Pirate's Character Locator. On his uh, blog, he does a great job of covering all the characters in uh, Disney World, but for a premium, and it's only something about $6 or so a year, mm-hmm. he will give the, less, the listing of all of the um, characters and the times they meet during the day so, and where they meet. So if you're one of these people that wants a certain character opportunity and get a nice uh, interaction and a nice picture... His def- his service is definitely one to consider because I've uh, gotten over 200 pictures with rare Disney characters just with using his information. So check out his blog, KennyThePirate.com. I will say one thing, though, about uh, touring plans. I find it's easier to make my plans beforehand. Yes, they have the maximizing your touring plan in the park. The only thing is I find sometimes that if there's a lot of people in the park and the bandwidth is being sucked up, I can't get my cell service and I can't get connected with the uh, Wi-Fi in the, in the park. And half the time when I'm in the park, the app fails on me. So I find that if I'm doing it beforehand, planning my days beforehand, I got an idea based on their crowd calendar, which parks I want to go to and what I should really hit in the morning straight through. I'll make a paper with the touring plan. But in the parks, it hasn't been as reliable. And it's not their, it's not their service at all. It's just Disney's faulty Wi-Fi and bad cell service with Sprint for me. Yeah, I mean, their optimized uh, thing, it, you, it's obvious. Uh, it's Lynn, Lynn Testa's a passion project. Um, you, know, you know, really geeky people like me really enjoy playing around with that kind of stuff. You know, but I think majority of people are aren't gonna mess with it. But uh, you know, just applying simple rules like in those the turning plans will really forces you kind of spells it out. Like you know, hey, arrive forty five minutes before rope drop on a busy day. You know, the simple things like that, and it's just it's obvious. You know, you are gonna get a jump on crowds, and I mean, that's hugely invaluable in a in a in a trip. And they also have some excellent customer service. If you do have any questions for them. If you tweet them, I've tweeted Guy Siegler, I've tweeted Len Testa, and they get back to you right away. So Absolutely. they do stand behind their product 100%. And even if it's the Wi-Fi that I might have a problem with, I still can definitely 100% recommend their product. Yeah. And for $13, well, $12.95 a year, that's like it pays for itself in minutes once you're there. 
Arriving early, that should be part of the Disney Bible. Anybody who, who knows how to tour, that should be a given for anybody. Yeah. And with that, I'm going to stop the show for one second. I'm going to do one more slap shot to all of you. If you are rope dropping Magic Kingdom, are you doing the dash for splash or the race from space? Slap shot to all of you. Tim, you first. I am definitely doing the uh, the race to space. Excellent. Jeff? Race to space, baby. Greg? I'm racing for space. Same here. Excellent. And back to our show. Tim, what do you have for us? One of the things I actually do like to do is do your shopping ahead of time as far as food you're going to be taking to the uh, to the room, everything. It's going to cost so much more in the area, so much more on property. If, uh, if you're taking cereal bars, protein bars... Make sure to hit up your Costco's, your Sam's Clubs, your GNCs, or your online uh, supplemental stores. Pack, you know, take the, you know, sacrifice the extra luggage space. Put those in your luggage. Take them with you. It's it's going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you a lot of money. Also, for those who actually drive in or will rent a car, it's always nice to have a drink on property. But with uh, with all of us seeing some of the prices. It can get pretty steep paying eight, nine, ten dollars for a beer every time. The uh, the Publics in the area, the Winn Dixies in the area, and there's actually quite a few nice craft beer stores actually in the Orlando area where you can pick yourself up some nice local stuff. Bold City Brewery out of Jacksonville, Orlando Brewery, uh, Brewing Company, Cigar City of course that everybody knows, the Veterans United out of Jacksonville. There's uh, a very big beer culture down in the Orlando and actually the whole Florida area. You have, there used to only be six microbreweries in about 2004. And at last count, when uh, there was a book called uh, History of Craft Beer in Florida published in early 2014, 90 craft breweries have now opened. So you have a really nice choice, really nice selection of something. Maybe if you want to have a nice drink by the pool, it's going to be a lot cheaper to buy off property. All right, so if I am driving down there, I'm definitely going to be packing some growlers. Uh, Nightly Spirits on Orange Blossom Trail is probably one of the best craft beer stores in the area. They carry a very nice local selection. They're very locally focused. It's uh, really good people. Is it all bottled, or is there anything on draft? Uh, They do not have growler fill stations. ABC Liquors does have growler fill stations. And there's a couple of uh, new craft breweries that popped up in the Orlando area. Yes, too, so. 1010 is a good place to get some stuff. Uh, Red Light, Red Light, in addition to being one of the best craft beer bars I've ever walked into in the country, uh, they are actually now brewing their own beer, too. Oh, nice. Good to know. Especially with all my cast member friends in the area, I got to... Uh, advise them if they don't know because a few of them are moving down there but as far as uh, getting back to the saving money part <laughs> one of the one of the things I always like to do just to save on best bang for your buck on time and also saving on a costly breakfast maybe is pack a protein bar pack uh, pack some protein powder pack a cereal bar very easy to fit uh, in into a backpack has a lot of you know has a lot of calories has a lot of a lot of nutrients something that can kind of keep you sustained throughout the day and especially with the high caloric meals that a lot of the counter service places use even a larger guy like myself will sit down and split a meal with my wife we'll split an entree because I don't like to be weighed down by a big heavy fast food meal 
when I'm walking around the park. So the half of those quick service meals will more than do the job for me until we get to a nice table service reservation later on that night. Excellent. I've done that myself. Greg, do you have anything that helps you save money to get to Disney World or while in Disney World? Yeah, actually, we have a couple of saving things that we do. If you are on Facebook, which most of us are, we have a lot of online yard sales that we participate in and sell a lot of our merchandise. And we'll sell more that way than your traditional yard sale and have a higher markup for the stuff. So that's a nice way to make some extra money. And a couple of other things I want to mention quickly is some. there are some apps that you can try like Ibotta, Moby, Checkout 51, Saving Star. And basically what they do is they're information gathering systems where they take a look at your buying habits and they aggregate that information. And I assume they sell it off to manufacturers or, or retailers. But anyway, if you're okay with sharing your shopping information, that's fine. So what happens is when you make a purchase, you scan, either scan a barcode and then scan your receipt to verify your purchase. And what those apps do is make a deposit in your account, which then you can forward that money onto PayPal and then uh, have all of those apps pointing to your PayPal account. And by the time you cash out, you can have a nice little nest egg of money that you can apply to your vacation. And that's something that we've been doing for years now. And every trip we get several hundred dollars from just doing that alone. So that's certainly something I would I would urge everybody to check out. I've always wondered if those were on the up and up now that you mentioned them. I think I'm a little more inclined to actually give them a chance because I was always just leery of them, but that's the New Yorker in me. If you're okay with your buying habits and that kind of information being out there, it's nothing really personal like social security number, of course, or anything like that. They're just looking at your habits to get that information and pass it on to manufacturers. Perfect. Jeff, you have another one? Yeah, I'm glad Tim broached the uh, quick service concept because I'm a big guy too. And I, for at least 15 years, we've been going to Disney World and I, majority of my quick service meals, I eat the uh, kids uh, meal. I've never been challenged on it. Disney's definitely open to doing it, and generally speaking, they're about half of what the, the a full uh, uh, adult meal is at a quick service. But what I want, not only the the, the cost value, I want to uh, introduce something I call uh, the gut budget. <laughs> and so, basically, you know, I know in in literally minutes to maybe an hour, there's going to be some crazy cool snack that I gotta have that's just around the corner. And so I have to conserve my gut budget to, so I'm ready for that uh, Dole Whip or that big cookie, the carrot cake cookie waiting for me around the corner. So th- there's that factor as well for me anyway. <laughs> but, I mean, so th- this is something to keep in mind. You know, like like Tim said, nobody wants to get totally full when you're, you're piling through the the parks especially when it's really hot and humid well i do want to uh, expand on your uh, idea of the uh, kids meal because i i found that you will uh, have no challenge in a uh, quick service but sometimes they will challenge it when you're at its table service so be careful with that Of course, all you need to do is basically turn around and say, hey, I had lap band surgery or something like that, and my stomach is shrunk, and they're not going to say a word to you (laughs) as far as that. But I have been challenged where 
I'm just not that hungry. Which brings me to my next one. The dining plan. Do the math before you buy it. Sometimes it is a good value. Many uh, shows on um, this topic from great people in the Disney podcast community will tell you if you are doing a lot of character meals, it is an excellent value because of the price of them. It adds up. But if you're not doing a lot of character buffets, I would honestly really sit down and look at the menus and decide, am I going to eat that much food when on the dining plan? Because the only way it's really going to make a major economic difference where you're going to end up saving some money is every single meal if you order the most expensive thing on the menu. Sometimes I'm not looking for the steak. Sometimes I just want the chicken fingers, you know? Sometimes I want the, tur- the turkey sandwich. I don't want the uh, chicken and rib combo plate at that point. So make sure that you're actually not paying more money with the dining plan per day than you would if you were paying out of pocket. And the same thing, if you have tables in Wonderland, if you happen to be a Florida resident or an annual pass holder, do your math with that one too. Are you, going to be, are you going to be spending the amount of money during the year it takes to break even? If not, don't buy it. You know, that's, that's great advice, Dave. And I, we could do a whole show topic on this, but the one thing that I've done, I've done the, I'm doing air quotes if you guys can't see what I'm doing, but the free dining, I've done that a couple of times. And the one thing that always is, is kind of like that unmentioned uh, is the stress. There is a certain amount of stress of trying to get maximize your points or you're trying to get as much out of it. And so it feels like you're constantly trying to look around the corner. What's the next thing I'm going to eat uh, as opposed to enjoying the day or, you know, you focus on the food and not the attractions is what I guess I'm saying. And ladies and gentlemen, do yourself a favor. If you are on the dining plan, do not waste your dining plan credits on water. It's at this point, it's stupid. You can get the free ice water now. And yeah, before the Florida tap water was terrible, they've started filtering that water somehow because in the last year, that water is actually bearable to drink, where it wasn't about two years ago. Drives me up the wall. (laughs) Especially when, if you take a look around and see how many things, just the wide variety of what they let you use a snack credit for. Uh, I mean, over at Port Orleans, you can get an order of three beignets, and that's a snack. Yeah. I mean, we've we've done that. We've done that for breakfast. We've done that for breakfast several times. Just a snack. Nice. Exactly. The other one, pay out of pocket for the Rice Krispies treats. Yeah. The air. <laughs> exactly. They're air and marshmallows. Yeah, or better yet, just make your own. It's not rocket science. (laughs) Well, what a lot of people end up doing at the end is they, if they haven't used all their credits, they get a whole bunch of them, and they bring them home, and they give them as gifts. Which, as, as I've said to you guys before, I hate when people give me a souvenir from their trip. It's like, here's a souvenir from my trip. Ergo, I have one up on you in perpetuity, because I was on this trip, and you weren't. So here, ha ha, this is my way of rubbing it in. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think you're looking at this in kind of a sick and twisted way. 
<laughs> I, I mean, honestly, I, I've I would bring something home for you know for my parents and it, you know when we go to Florida because my folks are frequent visitors to Florida also. So I'll bring him back something, and it's it's actually kind of hey, I thought of you. It wasn't ha ha in your face. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm just giving you another way to look at it to save money. <laughs> no, I completely agree as far as giving out the uh, giving out the treats as snacks. I mean, it's, okay, you went to Disney World and you quote-unquote thought of me when you picked up a Mickey-shaped Rice Krispie treat that was coated in white chocolate. Uh, can you walk me through this? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When I go the whole souvenir route and I do buy stuff for people... It's usually always Christmas uh, gifts, usually uh, Christmas ornaments or something like that, because who, no- who doesn't need another Mickey on their tree? We do the same thing, Dave. We, uh, we've done a lot of Christmas shopping down there, and we've done a lot of Christmas, uh, we've done a lot of shopping in the Christmas store, especially the storybook ornaments. Those have been very, very popular as gifts that we've given. Exactly. Which brings me to another one on the idea of souvenirs. Some souvenirs you know... Uh, your children might be interested in a particular character. One good way to save some money is buy the souvenir online a little bit earlier. You might you might think that they're going to want a Mickey plush. Go on Disney Store, buy it online, and have it shipped straight over to the hotel. This way, you're not paying park prices for the same Disney Parks merchandise that you can get online. Yeah, they might want to have a couple things. They're going to see some new stuff and say, oh, I want that. That's natural. You put, you take a kid into the store, they're going to want some stuff. So you are going to have to buy them some souvenirs. But other stuff that's more generic that they're probably going to want on top of that, you can save a little bit of money by just being a little proactive and just knowing your uh, child's uh, taste and preferences. Says the guy who's not a father, but I've done it with my niece a few times. Yes, but also I'm glad that you gave the advice of buying it online rather than try to go to some of these fly-by-night, and I'll go ahead and use the quotes uh, that Jeff was talking about, these souvenir stores (laughs) around the (laughs) Orlando area where you end up with a Mickey that was stitched in lower, you know, Azerbaijan that just has very (laughs) cheaply written Florida stamped on it. (laughs) Yeah. You see, the reason why I find that those are not the best value either is because on top of that, the cheap quality, but on top of that, you also have to rent the car. Very, very true. Jeff, you have another one? Once again, this is a no-brainer probably, but it it, it gets warrants being said. I think it's it, a lot of these are falling towards the being more anal uh, side of things, but I think being anal is what it takes to, to save money. Um, but plan your meals far out, even the quick service. So let's say you necessarily won't necessarily go to the exact place you were going to go, but at least you, you walk your way through each day and you, you pick out your ADRs, so your table services, but also pick out maybe a quick service location and then walk through a menu and, and pick everybody, pick out what, they're, what they might eat. And then at least you have a number and then you can put this number down in maybe a spreadsheet somewhere. And then at least you have a goal, and it kind of really opens your eyes to how much you're going to spend at Disney. And that factors it back into what Greg was saying about the savings account. Um, totally uh, does that. And we, we, we started doing this years ago, and it, it really helps us kind of budget and plan for our next trip. 
Good thinking. Very. Uh, also, the one thing as far as the dining plan, I know sometimes uh, there was mentioned by several of you that you're worried about what in burning off the credits and what to eat. The one thing that I've always done because since we're frequent road trippers and we rather we'd rather drive than fly is we inevitably save a few of our quick service credits and we will always go and purchase uh, meals in the uh, usually in the food court of the resort to where we can go ahead and put those on ice and it's a heck of a lot better quality food than stopping at fast food joint uh, a Hardee's or a Crystal or a White Castle or anything else on the road and you actually have a much better option, a much healthier option, and it's more money that you can then spend in the world because it's not money you need budgeting for your trip back. Good idea. Wow, great. Now, do any of you guys uh, use Garden Grocer when you go down there, if you're driving down there? Nope. No, I'll have to admit, I've never heard of this, so Dave... uh, would, would you mind dropping a little science on me, sir? Okay, well, Garden Grocer is just an Orlando-based uh, company that you can order your um, groceries beforehand and they'll deliver them to the hotel. You don't even have to be there when they make the delivery. There is a small uh, fee that is uh, tacked onto it so that they can make their money, but if you are uh, doing your uh, shopping on the way over for your granola bars and stuff like that to save a little money on breakfast, that's one of your better uh, options because if you're flying, you can have that stuff waiting for you. Also, if you're an Amazon Prime uh, member, they have Prime Pantry. Yes, there is a fee that's involved, but you can ship the food straight over to the hotel and have it waiting for you when you check in. So I've done my bottles of water before like that. I've done Gatorade, I've done granola bars, I've had candy and different things for uh, trips. And especially if I'm going with somebody, we'll just split the, we'll split the fee down the middle as, and uh, split the uh, price. And it works out really well. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, I've always wanted to try uh, Garden Grocer. Um, it literally lends itself to uh, using, if you're using Magic Express, so you're not running car, and then also, uh, especially a DBC that maybe might have a kitchen. Um, you know, I know I know a lot of people are probably saying, well, you know, I could do a, a town car from the airport or whatever and have a stop at a at a store, and that that's fine. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, you could. If if you're getting a town car, I don't think you're probably worrying about cutting a, a few more corners on the cost, but. One thing a lot of people may or may not know, it seems like every grocery store, and it goes back to that cheap souvenir thing, about half the grocery stores around that area are just chock full of souvenirs. So if you have kids, I mean, you're not coming out of there without you know spending a little more money than you planned on to begin with. So uh, if you had the stuff, just just the bare essentials that you needed uh, delivered, like you said, then you, you wouldn't be overspending. Now, if you also want to buy some... Uh snacks and, and some beer and some uh, drinks and stuff. Another place to go is the gas stations on property. You can get them for a lot cheaper in their little convenience store than if you went to the uh, souvenir shop in the hotels. And oddly enough, the gas on Disney property is actually cheaper than the gas in Illinois. Which brings <laughs> me to my next one. 
let's say you are coming to the world and you plan to visit Universal or go to SeaWorld or do any of the other Central Florida attractions around, one thing that you might want to consider is stay on Disney property so you get Magical Express, but hold off on renting the car. Don't rent the car at MCO. Instead, rent the car at the Swan and Dolphin. I believe it's at the Dolphin they have... I believe it's an Alamo rent-a-car. Anytime that I want to go and uh, just uh, get, go off property for a day or so, I rent the car to go to Give Kids the World. When I do that, I uh, always plan my visit over to Universal at the same time. As a uh, Disney uh, annual pass holder, I get a discount. But sometimes, even not even being an annual pass holder, if you look on mousesavers.com, they have some amazing uh, coupon codes that you can apply to your uh, rental. And if you pick up at the Swan and then you drop off over there, you can save a lot of money. Dave, I'm just thankful that you remembered the Alamo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that one took a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a boomerang joke. <laughs> wow. Oh, you can't see it, but I'm smiling ear to ear. That was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) That was. We have to one day tweet out Jeff's uh, Skype picture to everybody because I'm about, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing his uh, picture impression right now (laughs) with that one. Jeff looks like something out of a 1980s Mentos commercial (laughs) on his uh, Skype picture. It's him. With this huge smile from ear to ear with a uh, Steamboat Lily uh, poster behind it. And he's giving the thumbs up. And he has, nice. he has a Cheshire Cat smile. It's absolutely <laughs> great. Every time we log on with Jeff to do this podcast, as we're connecting with him, I always start giggling. Good. See, I always thought Jeff kind of looked like the loyal best friend in a you know, 1980s romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nice. All right, gentlemen, do any of you have anything else? Yeah, I actually have uh, one more, and it's kind of circling back to that uh, Disney chase card. If you have it, use it, because in the parks, it gives you access to special, well, private meet and greets. Right now, they're doing the Star Wars meet and greet and special character meet and greets. But beyond that perk, you get 10% off merchandise. You have to spend, I think it's a minimum of $50, but that's not hard to do in some of the stores and shops on property so you get 10% off and there's 10% off select dining locations i think most of them are table service but it's 10% off and if you use it on the select guided tours 15% off like for instance behind the seeds well that's pretty cheap as it is like $20 for an adult you can get 15% off on top of that so even some of the more expensive tours you can use it on so if you have it absolutely use it and there's even more perks like 10% off um, certain recreation experiences and salon and spa services so again if you have it use it very very good point Greg and also on a side note if anyone has not done behind the seats go do it it's it is worth it it is like like you said it's very affordable and then with your Disney visa you get the extra percentage off on top it is even if you're not into you know, plant growth, even if you're not into the living with the land, it is an amazing tour. It is so much fun. 
And it's a good way to get your touring feet wet if you don't want to commit to a four-hour tour that's really expensive. It's a good way to, to get in there and say, oh, okay, I like this. Maybe I'll try something that's a little longer. Anytime you get a chance to peek backstage, it's something to be savored. Yeah, and it, I think it, it takes kids. We, we took our kids when they were pretty young, too, so not very many tours allow that. Yes, but I will say if you are going for an uh, economical tour, if you are planning to spend the money now for a family of four, it still kind of adds up. But the uh, Disney Family Magic Tour that they have where you have to do a uh, scavenger hunt around uh, Fantasyland with Peter Pan. And then you have a character meet and greet with uh, Captain Hook at the end is definitely one of those tours that is worth it for any family. You'll make some amazing memories. That sounds great. Uh, again with the Peter Pan, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, I, Chuck's not here. I, I felt I felt an obligation to say something on his behalf. Does Chuck have Peter Pan syndrome? Chuck has. He doesn't like Peter Pan syndrome, and Dave loves rubbing it in his nose, rubbing his nose in it. <laughs> well, we've already established that I lose my cookies over anything Peter Pan related. Well, and we've also established <laughs> that Chuck is wrong, so... Oh, and speaking of that, since I did use the line, use my co- lose my cookies, I forgot to mention that our uh, co-host, Pacinetti, couldn't be with us tonight because he is currently in Disney World at the moment on the trip that most of us are taking. He happens to be down there a little bit early along with our Mickey dude commentator, Chuck who happened to be also traveling at the same time. So we hope that they are having an awesome time. By the time this comes out, you probably would have already heard our trip report from it. I thought Pat was interning on Jungle Cruise. <laughs> was he trying out to be a skipper or something? He takes everything for granted. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah, because he's just in denial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it keeps happening. Oh. Oh, and you love every minute of it, Tim. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Exactly. So, Pat, if you're listening, make sure when you come back to uh, tweet out a picture of your favorite uh, jungle plants. And, gentlemen, I want to thank you for an awesome conversation. Hopefully we gave our listeners some ideas as to how to maximize their time and money at Walt Disney World this episode and want to leave off with just one more idea time is money have a magical day you've just listened to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon